All right. The Astros have eight games to go before the postseason, and they're going to be playing two games against a team that hopes to be in postseason in the next few years. That is the Diamondbacks, and Diamondbacks have some good core players, but they're going to still have to build in some uh, future players. So we'll be talking to Miller Thomas about um, the Dimebacks, looking forward to the series. And um, unfortunately, you're going to be facing two of the Astros' best pitchers. We'll talk about this and more on this edition of the Locked On Astros podcast. Hello and welcome to Locked On Astros, your daily Astros podcast. Here are your hosts, Eric the Man Heisman and Brett H-Town Wheelhouse Chansey. We are Locked On Houston Astros, and we hope that you join us for a daily Locked On Astros podcast. My name is Eric Heisman. You can find me on Twitter at Eric Talk Stros. You can find the show at Locked On Astros, your team every day. And uh, uh, Brett's um, actually couldn't do it till a little bit later on, so I decided to go ahead and do the show. He's going to cover for me on Thursday. So I decided to bring in the man, uh, he had great reviews last time. Miller Thomas, where can they find you on Twitter? Yeah, find me on Twitter at creatorthomas24 for my personal account or look up Lockdown Dimebacks both Twitter and Instagram for the podcast handle. I think I got good reviews last time because I like to pander toward the Astros um, fan base when it comes to the 2017 World Series. So I think that's why I got such good reviews. Okay. And I'm sure Brett is in the chat. So you're probably going to see him uh, doing some notifications from here and there. So yeah, definitely the Astros are playing some good baseball. I know the Orioles kind of gave them a little run for their money. I don't think a lot of people kind of saw that coming, but that's baseball. You uh, That's why you play the game. It's You never know what you're going to get. Um, it's kind of like a box of chocolates, like uh, Forrest Gump would say. So this series is um, kind of a weird series where the Astros, I don't know what your schedule looks like, but we have off day Monday. Then we play two games versus Diamondbacks. Then we have off day on Thursday. So after playing all these games back to back with no off days, the Astros have two off days and then you're going to play basically what six games and then you'll have will be off until the 11th. And that's when the ALDS will start. So uh, this series, uh, what does it mean for the Diamondbacks? Yeah, that's interesting. Now that you bring up the schedule, I'm looking at it too for the D-backs. And we play today, tomorrow against you guys. And then we also have an off day Thursday after having an off day yesterday. So I didn't know that. So you just put me onto the D-back schedule. But this series for me, I mean, personally, I didn't even know we were playing the Astros because the opponents for the D-backs at this time of the year does not really matter. We're not really looking at the schedule and then who we're playing. That doesn't matter to the D-backs. What we care about is internal development right now. We care about our own young players, the guys like Corbin Carroll, the number three prospect according to MLB.com he's made his debut he's been playing with the team the last few weeks we care about him and his progression guys like Dre Jameson who just made his start over the weekend look fantastic this D-backs team has a bunch of young talent so against this Houston Astros it will be a good litmus test for them because we always beat the bad teams usually at least since post all-star break we'll beat up the teams like the Cincinnati Reds and the Pittsburgh Pirates but team like the Astros a team like the Astros that could go to the World Series this will be a great litmus test for this D-back squad this young D-back squad to see how good they are you know right now and then seeing what kind of pieces you might want need to add this offseason I mean the D-backs know like their bullpen sucks so we're gonna need to fix that but it'll just be a nice little litmus test to see how good you stack up against one of the best teams in baseball uh so this isn't your world series i know the mariners played the astros earlier this season and they won and um 
or actually they lost, they got swept and the Mariners going into the series. Maybe it was just Mariners fans are like, yeah, this is our world series. We're going to go in and we're going to sweep them. Then the Astros actually swept them. And so um, a lot of teams are like, yeah, you want to go out there and beat the best team in baseball. And I know that a lot of people say the Dodgers are the best team in baseball and they're in your Mm -hmm. division. So that has to suck to have to play the Dodgers a lot. But um, so um, what, what remind me, we have to talk about the Dodgers in a little bit uh, as well. So guys, thank you for making locked on Astros podcast, your first listen every day, whether it's on YouTube, make sure you keep on subscribing and make sure you make us your first listen on Apple, Odyssey and Spotify. And I'm assuming you're on YouTube as well, right? Yes, Locked On Diamondbacks on YouTube as well. Please, we need more subscribers. I know Locked On Astros is killing it on YouTube, so please come over to Locked On Diamondbacks and hit us with a couple subscribers. All right, yeah, uh, Miller does a great job, and I know um, Sully loves having you on his podcast. Um, I think you're his favorite guest, um, <laughs> I, and he's not afraid to share that information. So, But, but definitely the series is going to be interesting. I know uh, Zach Davies, he's kind of been around a league for a little bit, but mm-hmm. uh, he's going to be facing Lance McCullers, and this is going to be a Davies is two and four with a four point zero three ERA versus McCullers, who's probably made what uh, a handful of starts since he's come back. He's four and one with the two point thirty eight ERA. So what McCullers is trying to do is just further get himself ready for October. I think that I mean I don't think any Astros fans saw him pitching as deep into games as we've seen him. He's pitched into seventh inning. He's pitched seven innings. So it's just amazing what we're getting. And hopefully we get this from the playoffs. So what do you envision? I mean, how hot are the Diamondback bats right now? How do you see this uh, for game one going? Yeah, it really depends. I mean, Lance McCullers is going to be a tough matchup. He's one of the best pitchers in baseball. Like you said, still working his way back from injury. But I picked him up in my fantasy league when I saw he was healthy, and he's been great for my uh, playoff run there. So for this D-backs team, their offense, it comes and goes. It depends on the matchup. So maybe it'll be a little bit more low scoring against a guy like Lance McCullers, who's like a borderline ace and a really good pitcher. But overall, since the All-Star break, this D-backs team has been really good. They're a 500 team since the All-Star break. They had, like I said, a lot of young talent in this offense has been clicking at a very high level since the all-star break because you got guys like christian walker who's on pace to maybe hit 40 home runs he's having a great month of um what month are we in september dalton varsho the only two guys with more home runs than dalton varsho in the month of september is mike trout and aaron judge so he's been on fire this month as well the starting pitching has been really great since the all-star break that the Astros are going to beat the D-backs in these two series. It will come against the bullpen because the D-backs bullpen has not just been bad this year. It's been bad the last few years. So there's a lot of games where the D-backs might be leading, you know, four to three after six innings. But if the Astros get to the bullpen and it's still early in the game, then they'll probably have a good chance of winning. So I think the D-backs do have a, a solid chance of beating the Astros. Like always for this D-backs team, it will probably come down to our pen trying to keep you guys off the scoreboard. Yeah, and that's uh, one of the Astros' strengths. I mean, Astros have many strengths, but the bullpen is definitely one of the keys. I know against the Blue, the not the Blue Jays, the Orioles, one of the bird teams, but the Orioles, the the bullpen kind of showed a little bit weakness. Uh, but uh, I felt like the Orioles series. I don't know if you got a chance to follow it at all, but in the first two games, the Astros got uh, shut out both games, and you had no name mm-hmm. guys kind of basically. Um, limiting the Astros to two hits and then four hits the next game. And then 
the Astros kind of exploded in next game. It was kind of like a game five of the 2017 World Series where it was back and forth and a lot of lead changes. That game ended up being 11 to 10. And then in Sunday's game, it was basically the same type of game where the Astros had a lead. It was a rain delay, one nothing, And then all of a sudden the bullpen kind of gave up some runs. And then uh, you you had uh, – then the Astros ended up scoring four runs in the 11th inning to take a 6-3 lead. So the Astros have played like a playoff – what I type of, call a playoff type series. No, the Orioles may not be making the playoffs, but definitely something that uh, we might need to check out. Hey, Millard, can you exit and come back in? You're kind of low on your uh, – so definitely something the Astros need to look into. And while he's doing that – I, I think a lot of people are probably betting on the Astros to go pretty far. And so let's talk a little bit about, about BetOnline. BetOnline is your number one source for all football betting info this season. Find all, uh, all of your latest player development, team matchup, news, podcasts, and in-depth articles and analysis on every game you can find. And as always, BetOnline remains your continued source for all your sports wagering information with live betting and up-to-the-minute scores for every sport out there. The fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite games and events, including MLB, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to um, betonline.net or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, it's when the game starts. And guys, don't forget with the playoffs starting pretty soon, I know that the first on sale for the uh, ALDS tickets go on sale tomorrow. If you're not one of the lucky few to get there, because it's such a hassle to get the tickets there, go to Simple Seats. Simple Seats is a great place to, it's quick and easy, it has the best value, and it has all-in-one prices. More games for the best price, period. So uh, it's a simple way to get to more games. We divide the games at the venue into zones, so you don't waste your time searching endlessly for seats. Zone seating equals best value. You pick the zone, we pick the seat, you get the best possible price. The ticket prices you see are the ones you pay with all one pricing. No added fees, period. So I just went to Steve Trevino this weekend with my girlfriend, and it was awesome. And the seats were uh, great, and it was just fun. to. It just It's not just about sports. It's just for all the type of uh, concerts, um, anything like that, you just get from Simple Seats. So if you use the code LOCKEDON10, you can get $10 off your first order of $50 or more. So go check out simpleseats.com and um, make sure you use the code LOCKEDON10. All right, so Miller, you're back. So let's go ahead and um, talk some more about this series. So game one, you're predicting it's going to be advantage Astros or? I'm just reading the YouTube comments. I'm sorry. <laughs> some of your YouTube comments are wild. I probably should be reading these during the stream. Yeah, yeah. Hey, yeah, definitely um, Kramer and Bradish had our number for some reason. That was definitely something that, I, I, I still don't get how somebody who has struggled all year against most teams like Bradish has, but for some reason he's shut out the Astros for 16 and two thirds innings with 16 strikeouts and only gave up four hits against them. And Kramer, Kramer just shut out the Astros. So it was just like you went and swept the Rays and you couldn't do anything against the Orioles in the first two games, but they went in and took care of business in the last two games. But still it's just, 
it's just that's how the Astros offense is. They can look really sucky. The next few games, they can get the job done. Hmm. That's interesting. Well, hopefully they look sucky against his D-backs team. Against Zach Davies, he might look a little bit better. He's a little bit more hit or miss, but I'm guessing that game two, Gallon versus Verlander, I think that's going to be a super low-scoring game. Yeah, Verlander has been on top of his game, especially coming back from the Cy Young, not Cy Young, sorry, Tommy John uh, surgery. He's looking to get the Cy Young, and uh, definitely he's among some of the all-time greats in terms of lowest ERA for a season. So he's facing, he's fighting Dylan Cease and a couple other guys for that Cy Young Award. And I think that he's going to look to probably come out and dominate the Diamondbacks just to kind of get, just kind of better his stats. So definitely you're, you're facing what I know from Valdez has probably been the Astros most consistent pitcher outside of Justin Verlander all year. But Justin Verlander, when healthy, he's one of the most dominant pitchers. And even in the last game, uh, he he, I think he pitched better than he got credit for. So I think Justin Verlander is going to come in sniffing that Cy Young award. And um, I know it's not all about Cy Young. It's about getting ready for October. But coming off of Cy Young, um, sorry, I don't know why I keep on saying Cy Young, but coming off the Tommy John surgery, just winning that award would mean so much for him. So uh, tell me a little bit about your lineup. Is there anybody in there that we would recognize besides Christian Walker? I mean, you'll recognize Ketel Marte. He's been around. But most of the lineup, I mean, you'll recognize your guy also that we got back in the Zach Ricky trade if he's starting. Probably start one of the two games, Josh Rojas. You guys will know who that is. He's having a nice little season for the D-backs. Quietly has turned into a speedster this season for the D-backs in 117 games. He has 20 stolen bases. They're one of the best base dealers in baseball. And when you look at this lineup, there's not going to be a lot of – name brand guys that at least you know the casual fan might know like an Astros fan you might not know a lot of these D-backs guys we're in a different conference a lot of these are super young players that have not really made a name for themselves just yet but I believe in a couple years two to three years you're gonna know what a lot of these players are you know who the Christian Walkers and the Ketel Martes are right now but like I brought up earlier the Corbin Carrolls he's gonna make a major impact in this game Dalton Varsho as well gotta watch out for Josh Rojas your guys a uh, man who he acquired in that Zach Ricky trade. And then also, Jake McCarthy has been a breakout star for this D-backs team and one of the breakout rookies this season. He's going to be finishing pretty high in the rookie of the year odds after really coming into this year kind of off the radar. So there's not really going to be a lot of guys that you say, hey, I know who that is outside like a Ketel Marte. But when you look up at the end of the day after the game, when you see that box score and you're like, man, those D-backs players, they got some talent. They beat us again tonight. So we'll see what happens. But give us a couple of years. They might know some more of these names uh, as an everyday fan. Yeah, so I know the Diamondbacks on the season are 71 and 83. So they're not that far behind the Giants, who are supposed to be a playoff team this season. So I know that you're in the same division with the Padres, the Dodgers. That has to not be a great thing. But I know Diamondback fans have to be a little bit relieved that next year you're not going to have to play so many games against the AL West. Yeah, I absolutely – NL West, sorry. Yeah, yeah the NL West. Just specifically, I hate those teams you just mentioned because the D-backs are both 5-14 against both the Padres and the Dodgers, 5-14 each against both of those teams. They have absolutely just crushed the D-backs this year. Merrill Kelly has legit looked like a Cy Young candidate against every team against the Dodgers. He's got like a 2-5 ERA against every team. Then against the Dodgers, it's like an 8.2 ERA. So this D-backs team is good against the other teams of baseball, but we just can't 
currently get over the hurdle of both the Padres and the Dodgers. But the Giants, I, I at one point, it looked like we might um, overtake them for third in the division. But at least on the season so far, the D-backs have a 9-7 and record against the San Francisco Giants. We own the Giants this season. This was a team that won over 100 games last year. I came to this year calling them frauds, that they were going to regress the mean, and that's exactly what they did. The D-backs were over, able to overtake them. Paul Pol- I told uh, Paul Holden that the Rockies were going to suck. The D-backs were going to finish ahead of them. So both of those predictions came true. Now next season, the D-backs just got to improve just a little bit, add to that bullpen, add another rotation member, then all of a sudden we'll be coming for the Padres because the Dodgers still probably have too much talent for even the D-backs next season. All right, so we all kind of know who Zach Allen is. Uh, tell mm-hmm. us a little bit about uh, more about your rotation. Yeah, I mean, let me, I got first start with Zach Allen because – of course, the D-backs hired a new pitching coach this offseason, hailing from the Houston Astros in Brent Strom, and he has done a fantastic job with this rotation because Zach Allen literally lo- he looks like a dude that could win a Cy Young Award next season. I think he's going to finish potentially top three in Cy Young voting this year. We'll see because the NL is really stacked. Sandy Alcantara should be the unanimous Cy Young Award winner. But after that, Zach Allen has a legit shot because he's basically top two, top three in ERA, whip, Hits per nine, strikeouts per nine. Zach Allen is a top three guy in pretty much every major statistical category. And at one point this season, he had like 44 straight innings of not allowing an earned run. We went over a month without Zach Allen allowing an earned run. So he's going to finish potentially top three in Cy Young voting. Merrill Kelly, I think, could also finish top 10 in Cy Young voting because he's legit been that good this season when he hasn't pitched against the Dodgers. Then after that, you got someone who you probably have heard of in Madison Bumgarner, a world's time, you know, a three-time World Series champ. The issue is Madison Bumgarner just kind of washed. Okay? We can say he's not very good anymore. Still owed about $20 million a year over the last two years. We already told Mad Bum, hey, just sit down the rest of this season. You don't even have to back to the ball club you don't come back chase field just sit home relax we'll just put a rookie in your place so mad bum he hasn't been good um you'll see zach davies in the first game he's kind of on a prove it deal it's only a one-year deal so a good start against the astros maybe the d-backs bring him back for next season and that number five spot in the d-backs rotation right now just kind of a rotation as i should say with the ryan nelsons and the dre jamesons and we basically got a new rookie pitching every fifth day so right now i love this d-backs rotation with how it looks minus madison bumgarner zach gallon's an ace Merrill Kelly's a great number two. Davies, I think, has been pretty solid this year for a guy who's like a number four starter. I hope we do bring him back, actually. And then I like all the rookie pitchers we brought up. If we could just get Madison Bumgarner out this rotation and off this team for next year, I will be a very happy man. Uh, that's one of the Astro strengths, too. I mean, you have Verlander, of course. You have Valdez, who had 20, uh, what, 25 consecutive uh, quality starts. Then you have, yeah. uh, you have McCullers. Then you have, I guess... Or Kitty, who may not even be in the playoff rotation. Then you have Christian uh, Javier. Then you have Luis Garcia, who may not even make the playoff roster. And he has, what, 10 wins on the season. And then you have Hunter Brown, who's this rookie that uh, a lot of people are like, okay, the Astros have another guy. Great. Uh, so that's the Astros are in good situation. And hopefully um, the Diamondbacks at some point will kind of find that that kind of that groove as well that y'all had back in the Kurt Schilling and the Randy Johnson days. Cause that was, that was pretty awesome having that um, the two horses back then, but uh, definitely it's, it's um, looking at the Astros from outsider. Now that we're kind of getting closer to the playoffs, what, how do you see this Astros? how far do you see this Astros team going? 
Oh, I mean, I'll have to sit down and really do the research and make my picks, but they're probably going to be my pick to make it back to the World Series. Uh, Jay Roberts, Seth Beer, uh, he's not – I don't know the active roster is always an interesting question because he's in the minor leagues right now, but he's still on the active roster. I always get confused with that, but I believe he's still technically on the active roster despite being in the minor leagues. But back to my point, the Houston Astros probably, if you put a Nerf gun to my head at the time of this recording, I'll probably choose the Houston Astros to make it out the American League because – the Yankees team, as good as, they've, as good as they've been this year, I, I just never seen a baseball team basically where if one player gets injured, it changes the whole um, my whole perspective on that team. Like if Aaron Judge tweaks his ankle one day, like basically my whole feeling for the Yankees change. If Verlander gets hurt, I still think that Astros team is good enough to make it to the World Series. If basically any player on the Astros team gets hurt, I still think that team uh, will be good enough to make it. If Aaron Judge goes down, I'm going to feel totally different about the Yankees team. And there's not many teams in the American League I can even say that about. Maybe the Mariners, if they lost to Julio Rodriguez for the whole postseason, maybe, maybe I'll feel that way. But the Yankees are basically one uh, one-man wrecking crew. I mean, Stan's been good. Rizzo's been good. You got Garrett Cole still. But I would probably pick the Houston Astros because of the depth in that rotation. Um, they make it to the championship series basically every year since 2017. So it's a good bet to at least think they're going to finish top two in the American League. They still got a deep lineup. Jordan Alvarez at one point looked like he could have won MVP this season as well. So got the bullpen. You got the rotation. You got the lineup. There's not many weaknesses on this Astros team. And I like their depth too. All right. And in a second, um, we kind of talked about who's going to come out of AL. And in a second, we'll talk about who's going to come out of the NL. But before we do that, guys, with the playoffs coming up, if you can't make it out to the game, definitely, why don't you try going to Hooters of NASA? Hooters of NASA has the best wings, the best um, the best brews, and don't forget about the world-famous Hooters girls. That's right. Uh, it, it's They'll serve with smile, and uh, they'll put the game on. You can hear it on the speakers because they love the Astros just like you love their wings. Enjoy the world-famous wings, original Hooter style, Daytona Beach, smoked roasted, naked, or boneless, and one of 15-plus sauces or five dry rubs, along with ice-cold beer at Hooters of NASA. Whether you're dining in, ordering online for a carryout, or placing delivery order, the best food in NASA and Webster can be found here. The NASA Hooters just had a 45-person trip, and coming up pretty soon on October 2nd, they're going to be doing another one. So I don't know if there's any more spots open, but if you can, uh, you want to go ask Rosie, the GM over there, and but if you want to go to a game with the Hooters girls, that would be a good opportunity to do that. So come enjoy happy hour, or should we say happy owl specials, Monday through Friday, 3 to 6 p.m. There's uh, Don't forget about Thursday, Thursday specials with drink specials all day. Come hang out where the Locked On Astros boys like to hang out. And if you tell them that we sent you, they'll give you a free basket of fried pickles. That's right. You'll get a free basket of fried pickles. That's Brett's favorite. I like the fries and i like the three mile island um chicken wings so guys go out there and make sure you watch the astros win the world series again at hooters of nasa and tell them that we sent you by all right so i think i mean i know astros fans we can be homers we can be a little bit cocky at times we could be a little bit um like we're gonna we're we're king of the worlds um just a little yeah, so, but I know that let's just say the Astros do go all the way. Uh, to kind of go off of Jay Roberts' question, do you see the Mets or the Braves handling Dodgers? And with that question, who do you see coming out of the, Ameri- the National League? 
Yeah, I could see either one of those teams doing it. I like if I had to choose a team to come out the NL, it would probably be one of those three teams: the Dodgers, Mets, or Braves. Um, the, the Cardinals have had a really good season, but I don't think they have the ceiling to make it all the way to the World Series. And really, what my head is telling me at the time of this recording, once again, if you put the Nerf gun to my head, I think we're getting a repeat World Series of last year because I really do like this Brave team. A couple months ago around the All-Star break, I might have told you the Mets were coming out the uh, National League, but it just feels like they have a lot of injuries that they're dealing with at the end of the season right now. Um, they've been kind of a little bit more up and down this final month of the season because of injuries. And this Braves team, they're also dealing with some injuries because their rookie, Spencer Strider, is dealing with an oblique injury. He's on the injured list. But I just feel like there's such a great balance when I look at that Braves team, when I look at that lineup. They got so much production out of their rookies. Michael Harris has been phenomenal. They got like three guys with at least 18 stolen bases. We know they can hit bombs too. With Matt Alston and Austin Riley, so they could do it on the base paths. They could seal extra bases. They could move runners over when you know when it's a single to right field. Maybe take that extra base and go to third, or they could just bring everyone home with one swing of the bat. Then when you look at that playoff rotation, like you only need two or three good guys once you get to the playoffs. You don't need five great aces, right? right. Really, you're you're gonna shorten your rotation. So to have a rotation that's gonna have Max Freed. Um, Spencer Strider, and then who's their uh, – oh, and Kyle Wright is your top three. Like, that's going to be a nasty one-two-three combination. Their bullpen's pretty good as well. I don't think they're going with Canley Jansen as their closer. We'll see. He's still listed as their closer. But their overall bullpen is pretty good. They're going to have, like, five guys with, like, a sub-three ERA, a sub-three ERA coming out the pen as well. So if there's a team to take out the Dodgers, because I do believe the Dodgers should be the favorites considering the talent that they have on paper. I think they're number one in run scored and ERA. So they score the most runs and they prevent the least amount of runs. In a, in baseball, I think they're number one in both. So they should be the favorite, but if I had to go against the grain and not pick the favorite, I think I'm picking the Braves to go back to the World Series with an even more improved roster this year. Well, if the Astros do face the Braves this year, we have their secret weapon in Will Smith. Ha, ha, ha. Mm-hmm. Just kidding. <laughs> Just kidding there. But yeah, the Braves, uh, they really got hot last year and they picked up the right uh, people at the trade deadline. And who would have thought that Solaire would have done what he did and all the players that they did. Uh, so mm-hmm. it was it was just good to I mean, it was good for the Braves that they did what they did. But I think this team is maybe a little bit more complete. The Mets team is definitely they've got some good deep pitching. The mm-hmm. Dodgers is probably the better team overall. The Padres, they're, they're going to be hanging around. We'll see what they do. But the National League, I think, is the deeper league right now. You've got a couple good teams in the American League, like the Astros, the Yankees, and a couple other teams. I would say the maybe the Blue Jays and the Rays are kind of good teams, like great teams. But um, they, but I think in National League, you have the real good talent. And so whoever's getting out of National League, they're going to probably be tired because it's going to be a cat fight um, or dog fight, whatever the phrase is, because it's yeah. the, the teams are getting they're all going to be good. And so uh, the wild card round, that's going to be something interesting that teams haven't had to deal with before, especially teams on the bye like the Astros, the Dodgers, the Yankees and. Who else is in the National League? Uh, maybe the Cardinals. Maybe they're one of the division leaders. Or whoever leads the NL East, maybe the Mets. Yeah, probably. I'm looking real quick. So let me look at the overall. Was it just the top two seeds from each league? Yeah. At the bottom? Yeah, so it's the Mets and the Braves, right? No, sorry, the Dodgers and the Mets <laughs> at this time. Okay. So, yeah. 
That's interesting. At, at this moment, yes. I mean, because the, there's only about two games uh, about separating the Braves and Mets. So that yeah, could change the and I probably wouldn't like I know some people might make the argument like, OK, you got the buy, maybe come back. You're a little fatigued. You're a little rusty. But it's not like football where it's a one game. Uh, you know, you get the buy and you're playing one game and you might be rusty for that one game. Then you're out the postseason. Like, maybe whoever's coming off the buy, maybe they are rusty for that game one. But they'll be pretty locked in and whether it's the Dodgers or Mets or whoever is that number one seed. So we'll see. I am curious to see how that buy affects these teams, if that extra rest actually helps you know the teams with the bye like maybe someone like Verlander he's coming off the bye maybe he's going out there and just throwing 98-99 the whole time in his first start back because he feels fresh so I, I do want to see how these teams look off the bye and how fresh their pitchers look probably uh, most importantly all right so my next topic I want to talk about is Aaron Judge it feels like the pressure is on him to hit that 61st and then 62nd home run uh, to pass Roger Maris. And this is something that a lot of people have been like trying to make a deal with a Apple TV to the yes network was trying to make a deal with Apple TV to have their broadcast team there for the big moment. And then it went all weekend where he didn't hit the home run. Um, I, you have to imagine with only what eight games left or so with the Yankees, can he do it? Is there too much pressure? Is this moment, I mean, I hate to say, is it, but is it too big of a moment for Aaron Judge? So do you think that he's going to hit that 61st home run? I think he will. I probably, I mean, it's a big pressure moment for sure. I mean, every time he goes up to the bat, we're all watching on ESPN, SportsCenter, MLB Network, um, whoever's broadcasting at the time. But I don't think it, like the pressure is going to be too much for Aaron Judge. I mean, this is someone that plays for the Yankees and has gotten into postseason battles against the Boston Red Sox. Like, in those at-bats, I mean, if you're not getting it done, if you're Aaron Judge, like, you're getting booed off the field. So I don't think just at-bats where it's like, yeah, the pressure's on you, but it's everyone hoping that you succeed. It's not like if you were to go into Boston and then you got people on the bases two outs you need that hit to win you're going up there if you don't get that hit then you are looked at like a failure by the Yankees fans and then Red Sox fans are cheering for you because of what you were not able to do on the field but in this instance like if he doesn't hit the home runs like it'll be okay no one's gonna come after Judge and consider him a bad player and it's only going to add to his legend and add to his status if he does hit the home run record so even though it might be a pressurized moment for him I don't think the pressure is going to get to Judge because I think the those pressure moments where he might feel a little anxiety is going to be saved for the playoffs um, because this is going to be championship or bust once again for the New York Yankees. And if they don't make it to the World Series this year, um, there's going to be major changes. And this is one that's in that contract year. So if he doesn't come through in the postseason, then we're going to have a lot of discussions about the kind of player he is, what kind of deal should he get. So I think those pressurized moments are really going to come because if he gets the record, it's going to be even more great for Aaron Judge. And it's basically going to be another $100 million in his bank account if he breaks a home run record. You have to wonder if that's why Aaron Judge didn't accept the extension. Uh, he wanted to see what the Yankees did in playoffs this year before he did that because he doesn't want to become a next Mike Trout who didn't. I mean, I, I know that's not fair. Mike Trout, at least – Yankees go to the playoffs, but Mike Trout's kind of stuck on a team that never goes to the playoffs. Poor guy. And then you have Otani. I know he's going to be a free agent pretty soon. Uh, but then, so it just, maybe that's why the judge was like, let me see how this year plays out and sees. But the, what my point I was trying to say about judge is it's not just about the fans. It's not just about the media, but it's about the, the history of Yankees. Uh, this is Roger Maris. We're talking about this is, 
uh, the ghost of uh, Yankee history. And so that's what he's kind of facing. It's not necessarily just everything that's here, but it's, it's a big moment. So I think that's yeah. what he's kind of facing right now too. Yeah. It's so. definitely big because I mean, you're, you're going to be in the record books. I mean, it's considered what one of the greatest home run seasons untainted wise, because he's a guy that's considered clean. So, I mean, if he gets his record, he's going down in the history books and some people don't care because it's not the record. It's not breaking Barry Bonds record. So not everyone cares about it, but I think it's pretty damn cool that someone's going to be able to do this it's untainted as far as you know. <laughs> yeah. So uh, give your final predictions for the series. Um, Astro sweep diamondback sweep or a tie. You know what? I'll go. I'll go. Nice little split. You guys get game one against Zach Davies, but I think Zach Allen. We might win just a two to two to one ball game in game two because Zach Allen is that guy. It doesn't matter what opponent he's facing, whether it's the Dodgers, the Astros, the Pirates. This man steps up to the plate and he makes sure those teams score no runs. So I'm taking the D backs in game two. If we get two runs on the board, that might be all we need to win this game, and that might be all the Astros need too. They get two runs on the board, they could win the game doing that. I mean, it's Justin Verlander, man. Justin Verlander. I mean, he's going for a Cy Young. He's going to be very stingy out there, and he's going to see all these young bats in your lineup. He's going to be like, hmm, yeah, yeah I can do this. So, and the young bats are going to be like, man, this guy, how long has he been pitching? He's old. He's old. He's 40. Well, we'll Is this Billy Chapel out there? <laughs> yeah, he, he's so beast, though. I love Verlander. Yeah, I know. So, well, uh, thank you for joining the podcast. Um, uh, hopefully, definitely um, – maybe some good times are in your future with the Dimebacks because they do have some great players, a uh, young player. So uh, time, maybe you are where the 2015 Astro or 2014 Astros were where the next season, they took the next leap. And I think somebody said earlier, um, do you think that you can be the, um, the maybe surprise team like the Orioles were this year where you took, take a leap? Yeah, I just hope we actually, like, finish it off. And, like, when we hit the trade deadline, we actually try to add talent to our team because the Orioles are like, whoa, we're too good. Get some of these players off our roster because we don't, it's not time for us to make the postseason just yet. Get our closer out of here. Take Trey Mancini. He's a 30-home run guy. We don't want him on the roster either. So, hopefully, the D-backs are going to run like the Orioles do up until the All-Star break. Hopefully, they add players at the trade deadline instead of giving them away like the Orioles did. Alrighty. So guys, thank you for um thank you for tuning in to this locked on and locked on locked on Astros and Locked On Dimebacks crossover edition podcast. Uh, Millard, where can they find you again? Yeah, follow me on Twitter at CreativeThomas24 for my personal account. Follow the show account locked on dimebacks. Just look it up. Twitter, Instagram, follow us on YouTube, locked on dimebacks on there as well. Better see some new subscribers from this feed. And then also we're on all your podcasting platforms. All right, and make sure you go and subscribe to us on Locked On Astros on YouTube, and you can make us your first listen on Apple, Odyssey, Spotify, wherever you listen to your podcasts. Check out the Locked On Astros podcast. If you got time, you can go and check out his podcast as well because he does a great job. So uh, we'll we'll be talking to you tomorrow. Brett will be back. Brett and I will be back tomorrow to hopefully be talking about the Astros and Lance McCullers uh, taming some snakes tomorrow because. that's what they do. So, all right, that's all we got, and we'll talk to you tomorrow.